Hi, I'm Brian Fetzer. This is Just a Cup. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe and Just a Cup. Brian Fetzer, I have today, I have Sisters in Sweat, which I, from India, which I've had the pleasure of, of getting to know over the years and having some conversations. Uh, ladies, I am fired up to have y'all uh, on Just a Cup right now. Well, thank you Thanks for, having for having us, us Brian. Brian. Now, the first thing I got to be here. The first thing I got to have, and having you know had the experience of being in India previously, um, the pronunciation uh, of, of of first names and in, in Indian names, I'm not going to lie, I struggle with. I talk to uh, you know I, I have a, a dear friend James Matthews who always corrects me every time I say you know your names or other folks' names that, that I've got to know over the years. So you know I have said Tanvi. But it's Thanvi in the correct pronunciation. No, so the T is a little <laughs> less sharp. So it's it's close enough. It's actually close enough, Ben, because it's a proper noun. Uh, any pronunciation is actually okay. But uh, if you came to India, I would introduce myself as Thanvi. Okay. So it's okay. The, the T is a little more rounded. It's Thanvi. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna work on that during the during the, during the, <laughs> the podcast here. Yeah. And now I can tell you right now, I destroy your name all the time. Because the way that I would say, if, I, if I'm if I'm if I'm looking at it, it's Swata. <laughs> but I know that's not even close. And I screw it up and I get corrected and then I have to say it like five more times. So yeah. I'm gonna let you pronounce it first and then. Okay, we'll so it's it's Shweta. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't sound anything like the way no. it's spelled. So I will give you that, Brian. So you, so you have license to butcher it. So when, when you were in when you were in Toronto studying, mm. how mm. many times did somebody crush your name? I mean every single time. <laughs> I mean, to the point where I I stopped introducing myself as Shweta. It's like sweaties here. You know? Sweaty, yeah. yeah no, I mean, that right. That's funny. That yeah. would be a funny also, way to. Say. Also, because it was apt, because I was, you know, playing sport a lot, um, and you know, it was just an easy association, I suppose, and close enough to the name. That's awesome. Now, so as we were talking before uh, we we got on here, you talk about some of the the pronunciations when you know. And you were playing in in the in the Super League over in over in England, you know. You said that they kind of just shortened it to Tan, like, hey, yeah. like we're just gonna go with Tan. Yeah, yeah. Like so, Ronaldo, um, or you know. <laughs> I went, yeah, I went for my masters, and then I stayed on for three years over there. And from the get go, um, my name was Tanvi. And then once we entered the field, because it's just easier to have a shorter form of your name to call you on the field, it became tan, you know, like a, a skin tan. You know? <laughs> so that's and I would respond. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you ever have either of you been in Boston before? No. Boston, I Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I, I, no. I mean, I, I lived up there when I was coaching for Harvard and uh, I can tell you the pronunciations Oh, I'm familiar with the say. pronunciations from oh from movies, <laughs> so it, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, it, it's actually one of those things. I mean, having having been blessed to uh, you know to travel across the world a lot, you know, yeah. you hear different dialects of different people and how they pronounce different names, and it just makes yeah. you laugh. You know, you're in the United States, you go to the South. I, I mean, 
forget about it. You try to, you've been to Louisiana? <laughs> we haven't oh traveled around the U.S. too much. You listen to some Cajuns talk? Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. It's fun. It, it, it's it, it's yeah. fun where we can kind of, yeah. in a way, make fun of ourselves a little bit and kind of how we say things. I know. mean, you got to. I mean, it's, it's sad when people take offense when their name isn't pronounced correctly, especially when, right. you know, people are from a different country or. It's, it's normal, so, yeah. so, so let's talk about Sisters in Sweat and about the evolution of it. it. You know, starting back in 2017, if I'm correct. That's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is in a, in a short form version? What is Sisters in Sweat? Well, I tend to drag things out, so I let that be. <laughs> <laughs> Can't shorten things. Um, no, but you're actually, uh, Schwetz, you're actually fantastic at telling the story. Um, I think the best way to actually tell it is from literally uh, the time that, um, like, whose brainchild it was. Um, and, you know, from that one evening in 2017. Um, partner, why don't you tell us? Okay. Batons pass back to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, so what is Sisters in Sweat? Um, very simply, it's a community um, that is stitched together by sport wellness, um, and it's exclusively for women. Um, we started back in November of 2017, uh, and we never started uh, with the intention of growing a community or anything like that. Uh, the reason we did our first session to begin with was because a friend of ours asked if we could set up a, a football coaching session for her. Uh, and, um, you know, Tanvi and me having our unique backgrounds in football and me in fitness instru instruction, respectively, curated a session that sort of addressed both, like where you got a bit of a workout plus learned the sport. And we thought we'd just do that one morning for our friends and it would be something nice to do with our friends. Um, and after that first session, because of how much everybody, including Tanvi and me, who were the coaches for that particular session, enjoyed ourselves and hanging out with our friends post-session as well, uh, we decided let's do this every weekend. So for a good year and a half, Sisters in Sweat wasn't at all, in, in, in the sense, uh, a business venture of any sort. It was just something that we did with our friends over the weekend. And uh, we created a WhatsApp group for ease of, you know, who's coming this weekend to play with us. Uh, and we have 20 spots, so if you don't get your name down in the first 20, you kind of miss a spot. Mm. But yeah, I think there was a point where we realized that either we had outgrown that WhatsApp group, I can't remember exactly what it was, but we realized there was a huge gap in the market that uh, we had inadvertently stumbled upon. Um, and we Sounds realized that, you know, this is something that we want to focus our attentions on, because I think... Tanvi and I had a very unique uh, experience here as women in India to be able to pursue our passions and to be able to play sport without giving it a second thought. And through Sisters in Sweat in those very initial um, months and years, we realized that this was something, this was an opportunity that most women did not have or a lot of women did not have and we were providing that. And so that's when we decided to sort of quit everything else that we were doing professionally pretty much to focus on building this community. Um, so yeah, here we are in 2023, at the end of 2023, with over 6,000 women, uh, multiple sessions across two cities. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What, so I mean, so what makes it unique uh, in the Indian culture for, for something like this to happen? Like, 
I mean, it, it would, it would to, to me, it would seem a little different in the U.S. because, you know, women, girls have been, you know, involved in sport for, you know, a long time. Not, not to the point of, <coughs> excuse me, not to the point of, uh, you know, of having this, the same kind of opportunities, but have been involved. Right. Sami, do you want to? I mean, um, yeah. So if you just look at our society, we're quite um, conservative as a society. Um, and there are certain, um, I think Schwetz, at one point you had said it very well. It's like a woman's life in India is almost scripted, you know, from the start. Mm -hmm. In that she first goes to school, then she goes to college, and then she gets married, and she has kids, and that's pretty much scripted for her. That's what's mm. expected, you know. Um, and uh, you know, so sometimes we overlook the the little liberties that perhaps the boys tend to have um, after school and college. Um, in that, just the freedom of playing sport, uh, the access to sport. Um, having that as an option, just a mm -hmm. social option, just, um, you know, just to stay fit or just to, I don't know, um, just to have an activity to do, um, I think, after school and college, especially. Um, so like Schwetz said, um, this sort of fell into our laps. And it was only after an, a year, year and a half of us doing it on a weekly basis and the community growing that it even became apparent to us that we were catering to a problem um, that exists, you know, or, or like a gap in the market that exists. And it's when we figured that out that I think um, Schwetz and I, and obviously we've, we interact with the community constantly. Um, they come up to us and tell us about the, uh, the difficulties they've had and what, having sport in their life now is doing for them uh, at a professional level, at a personal level. Um, and just having that access, you know, um, has made uh, the biggest, biggest difference. And I think what's unique about India in this aspect is exactly that. It's just that, you know, women's lives are almost scripted here. Um, and mm. to break out of that, um, there is no more powerful tool, according to me, especially because I'm an athlete. So this might, might be a biased opinion, but <laughs> I think that sport sport is just a very powerful tool um, to break you out of your shell um, and also perhaps influence the people around you in a positive way as well. Well, I think you kind of understated the fact that I'm just an athlete or I'm an athlete. I mean, you know, a lot of the audience wouldn't really fully grasp, but I mean, you played for Tottenham Hotspur, you played for Fulham, you know, you know, first, first women, the captain, uh, you know, a predominantly men's league team. I mean, first woman to play over in the, you know, as we'll, we'll translate it, it's, it's the Premier League in England, you know, the same thing, Liverpool, you know, all those teams. You're understating just an athlete. I mean, I, I would say a little bit, a little bit higher up than just, just an athlete. How has that experience been? you know, in transition with, you know, dealing with some of the women that might be just walking out on a, on a soccer pitch for the first time ever. Right. Um, the transition from, uh, is your question transition from an athlete perspective to the beginners in our community? You, you have being on this high pedestal, I would say right. of being like 
you know, a very elite athlete. I mean, as elite can get, you're a professional athlete. Um, the 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 mom or the young lady that has never walked on a pitch before, and all of a sudden they right. walk out there, and you're out there yeah. playing with them yeah. or instructing right. them. Yeah. What kind of? I mean, what kind of reactions do you get? Um. So. You know, at the end of the day, I think you can ask any athlete of any sport why they got started playing that sport. And they'll always say it was for the love of the game. Right. And I think um, the way that we even designed that very first session in 2017 was with the intention that these women um, were already in their mid 30s at the time. So either they had left sport for many years uh, or had never played sport. So we were very mindful of the fact that we need to design the session for these women who might be playing football for the first time in their lives or have played perhaps other sports but many years ago. So we had to tap into the angle of it being fun for them and not necessarily intimidating, you know. Um, and so the way that Shweta and I designed that 90-minute session, even, even today we follow that same format that we did back in 2017, um, and the drills were designed for them to have a good time, you know, for them to, it's okay to mess up. They're supposed to mess up, you know, and then right. we had music playing in the background and really sort of tap into the, uh, the more fun side of sport and, and, um, just making it a joy to, to learn this, this new activity or whatever. Um, and I think, um, that formula has really worked, you know, what's an average session. For for someone that's 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 coming out for the first time to do something, what was an average session? So yeah, so we have well two formats now. In in that we have beginner level and the intermediate level. Um, at the beginner level, it is really to uh, get someone who has never played that sport ever before to get or you know acquainted with the sport. Um, all our sessions and beginner sessions more so are fitness-based sports sessions. So if you're doing basketball, it's a fitness-based basketball session. If you're doing football, it's a football-based fitness session. So in a 90-minute session, you'll see the first half an hour purely dedicated to the warm-up. Um, and that would include some you know, fun drills as part of the warm-up. The next 30 minutes would be more technical to get you, again, acquainted with the sports, a very basic drills just to understand how to sort of like kick the ball really, uh, which part of your foot to use, all of that. And then the last 30 minutes is the fun part where we let the girls go nuts and play a game, right? And obviously at the beginner level, uh, they're usually swinging their leg and missing the ball totally. But the fact is they're just having fun. Um, at the intermediate level, the first 30 minutes, again, uh, similar. Like we start with, with the warm-up. The next 30 minutes, a little bit more technical with the drills that we do. Mm. Um, and then the last 30 minutes of the game is a little bit more serious than at the beginner level. People actually know how to play the sport and, you know, um, are uh, you're playing a little bit more seriously. Wow. Well, you are listening to Just a Cup on Believe. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I am Brian Fetzer, your host, and I have the Sisters in Sweat from India, and we are talking about everything, you know, about Sisters in Sweat, what the organization's like, you know, what it, uh, you know, what it entails. But, you know, sometimes opportunities kind of move. And I want to talk about TED Talks right now because, you know, Tanami, you, you, 
become like a TED Talk queen. You know, I mean, I see all these TED Talks, you know, across platforms. How did you start doing TED Talks in the first place? You know, that's a great, that's, that's a great question, Brian. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea why someone even thought that I'd be good at it. Um, but I'm glad that they, they sort of thought I'd be good enough for it. Um, but uh, it was in 2016, actually. It was a university in Delhi um, that uh, approached me for the first time. And they had, I think the way that they do it usually is they have a theme um, mm -hmm. that they come up with collectively. Uh, and then if, and then they sort of try and curate um, speakers who might be able to have interesting perspectives on that theme. Um, so you know, for whatever reason, the few times that I have done a TED talk, perhaps they thought I, I would have some interesting contribution to it. Um, but um, I think I've given a few now over the years. And um, what I have noticed is there's been an evolution in my own journey. Um, mm. You know, that you can sort of notice as you see the uh, the TED Talks from 2016 to 2023. Um, and not just uh, professionally, that's pretty evident, but also personally, you know. And uh, Sisters in Sweat has featured in these TED Talks of mine at least the last three, um, because it's been such a big part of my, you know, my story now. Um, and uh, very proudly so, because... The truth is, when I came back from England, the idea was to have impact in some way, create some kind of impact here uh, with the tool that I know best, which is football, you know. Um, and I I would never have been able to script a more uh, magical story in that sisters in sweat will come about and impact will happen at layers that I would not even be able to, you know, sort of have ever written for myself. What, what is um, yeah. what is what is the internally? I mean, when when you do something that 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 helps others out, um, obviously inside you feel things. Like, what is the one thing that if, if you had one word to describe, uh, you know, sisters in sweat, each of you, what what would that one word be that makes you feel? For me, I mean, it definitely makes me feel grateful to have mm. this opportunity to be able to. Uh, do something that I absolutely love and to be able to uh, create the impact that we see uh, the community has on, on its members. So I think it's, it's uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely grateful for the opportunity. For me, you? it's fulfilling. I think that's the word that I would use. Um, because, you know, Schwetz is, is gifted with, with her, um, you know, with her knowledge and her expertise in fitness. And I've gone down the football route. And the two of us somehow found each other. And uh, a friend of ours came up with this idea that we sort of converted into now what's a 6,000 plus member community. And to be able to just change their lives by doing you know, through things that we love doing anyways, things that we're natural at anyways, um, I I could not think of a better word than than fulfilling. So yeah. I mean, so so how did y'all meet? I, I mean, I'm I'm curious because yeah. you know you form a you know a business partnership. You know, yeah. sometimes it's hey, we've been long friends from the beginning yeah. of time, and then you just said you know you got introduced by a friend. You know, tell us a little bit about that. 
So actually, we didn't get introduced by a friend. We got no. introduced through our uh, association with Nike. Um, ah. So I'm a, a Nike certified trainer and a brand ambassador. Uh, Tanvi was a Nike athlete. Uh, and back in 2016, Nike uh, put out an ad campaign called Dada Ding to promote women in Say sport. Say that again? In they put out an ad campaign called Dada Ding, and that's the name of the Dada track. Dada Ding. Please yeah. YouTube it. <laughs> I, I'm it's going really to. good. Trust YouTube me, I'm glimpses. going to. Yeah. So basically, yeah. the whole um, premise of the campaign was to promote women in sport in India. So mm -hmm. they highlighted a few athletes, uh, uh, noted athletes. Who are, of course, all Tanvi, female athletes. All female athletes, okay. of course. So Tanvi being one of them, I got featured as well. Um, and so that's sort of where we met in that, not physically, but we were part of the, the same space. ad campaign. Yeah, gotcha. she was uh, based out of Delhi at the time. I, of course, based out of Bangalore. And uh, yeah, I think there was a series. We got a lot of press after the ad was released. A lot of people wanted to talk to us and get to know our stories better. And I think there was one particular uh, interview that Tanvi and I did. Um, I connected virtually because I was traveling at the time and Tanvi was in studio. So we kind of like we got introduced to each other right. for the first time through that campaign. Uh, shortly after that, Tanvi was uh, moving to Bangalore. Uh, and we we connected. We said, uh, I mean, she was moving and she didn't know too many people here. I was happy to sort of like meet with her and get to know her better. And we became fast friends, obviously. Um, and yeah, I think um, as part of my sort of what I felt responsible to do uh, for my friend who had just moved to Bangalore is to introduce her to more people. Mm -hmm. And that's where we met my friend. I mean, I introduced her to my friend Shanali, who said, can you teach me football? And that's how Sisters and Sweat started. Nice. Hey, so yeah. you mentioned traveling. And now I have to say, like, you know, you've lived in Toronto, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And you have lived in England. Both of those climates are vastly different <laughs> than, yeah. than India. I mean, I was in yeah. India in the quote unquote cool season. And I think I lost 50 pounds in sweat because I was just, <laughs> it was, it was so hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. What was that like? What, what was your first I mean, in England is dreary. I, 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 you know, I've been to Liverpool, you know, in <laughs> December, and yeah. you know, it's, it's a different kind mm -hmm. of cold. In Toronto, <laughs> I, I don't even have to say anything. It's Canada. Yeah, right. it's, yeah. What was that like? I mean, I mean, did you, you know, I can't imagine I they have puffer coats in in uh, Bangalore. You know that they're, no. you know, they're selling. When you go to Toronto. Yeah. What was that like? When I landed up in Toronto, I was blissfully unaware of what I was going to be hit with. Uh, and, you know, I was a college kid and, uh, you know, out drinking in the, in the cold. And I look back on those days. I was just in Amsterdam where it was minus three. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know how I survived minus 26 in Toronto for all those years. Uh, but, I mean, no way. while it was definitely brutally cold and all of that, um, I think just being in that space of your university and you're having such a great time anyways that, I mean, that's not something that, uh, sure. you know, that like marred my experience of, of being there. I mean, I, I look back at my time in, in Canada and definitely one of the best years of my life. It was, it was great. Uh, and I think being a university student uh, really helped with that. So, yeah, I don't think the weather, of course, I remember it and I don't think I could do it again. <laughs> but uh, at the time, it, it, it didn't bother me as much. 
Sisters in Sweat in Edmonton uh, or British Columbia is probably not in the near future. Maybe it was somebody else. Somebody else can do it. And and I'll be happy to fly fly down there once in a while to to check up on it. But I'm not sure if I'd I'd move to to minus anything again. I think we'll have to come up with a franchisee sort of model (laughs) so we can give it to the, you know, those, those people who... Who can to tolerate the, the the weather and the environment and things like that? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. I mean, I mean, if you if you were up there, I mean, it'd be hockey instead of uh, you know. Soccer. Right, exactly. <laughs> it would be it would be different sports, and yeah, that's fine. Yeah. What what is what has been an experience so far when you're out there? I mean, what's a funny one? Because you have to have funny stories, right? I mean, there has to have been some kind of funny, uh, you know, while you're doing these sessions that just brought you to your knees. You know, in different parts. I, I can imagine. What what's one? What's one I mean, that comes to your mind? We have a video of on. this, right? Because I think in those, especially, and and we were far more in, involved on field in the mm-hmm. early days, um, and uh, our, our sessions were always on a Sunday morning when we started off, and the group that uh, we used to coach were my friends, and uh, those girls partied hard, but somehow. On a Sunday morning, no matter how hard they partied the previous night, they would show up for football. Okay. Yeah. So we have tons of footage of them showing up completely sort of hungover or still drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And trying to participate in these sessions and being unable to follow instruction, right? So um, would that be that on the Sisters in Sweat uh, Instagram or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but this is. Yeah. Yes. This video is probably. This video is pretty old because this must have happened in 2018, 19, yeah, perhaps. 18, um, yeah. And, you know, Shweta, as a part of her warm-up, she would basically do some reaction reactions as well with the, with the women, just as a part of the warm-up, you know, getting the... CNS uh, activation, it, but the CNS yes. was not getting activated. Yeah. No, I <laughs> and, you could, and you could instantly tell yeah. the drunk women from the ones who were completely sober. Because and they were mainly drunk. The reaction was just... <laughs> The reaction was just not, it wasn't just not there, it was opposite. So she'd basically give a cue. She would give a cue that, okay, fine, if I say this, you have to run in the right direction. If I say this, you have to run in the left direction. And you would always oh, see God. the two, three drunk women literally run the opposite way. Charge and the, opposite the rest direction. of the group has just gone the other way. So you can see them isolated completely. <laughs> It's been caught on camera multiple times. So. That would, I mean, that that's that's YouTube worthy. All and listen, the time. I would get a kick out of it. I would uh, ensure that some of those drills were there to, so so that we could watch a good show of these oh. girls messing up. <laughs> oh, I, I can I can yeah. only imagine. Like, I mean, <laughs> bloopers. I mean, when when you're when you're watching yeah. things on on Instagram or on Reels or whatever it might be, those are the yeah. ones that are the, the best. When you see something that just is so crazy, is so thing. Now, I, okay, I'm, I'm gonna was have, having having been been in India. Sometimes animals show up in different places. Have you ever had a uh, a, a furry uh, you know feline or some kind of animal <laughs> of some sort just jump in and say, "Hey, I'm gonna do sisters and sweat today with you guys." Um, yeah, so we football, right? <laughs> we're pretty, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty pet friendly in that sense. So sometimes some of the women's do, uh, women do come with their dogs, um, okay. and 
and um, I think Brian's referring to the to the stray dogs that just run into sessions. Yes. <laughs> oh, I think okay. that's what he's doing. Yeah, we definitely spent yes. a little bit of time chasing down a dog to continue with the tournament. He just charged in. I think, but you know I what? Think I don't think that's so, too much. Yeah. Yeah, less so in the sisters and sweat sessions. We yeah. definitely faced it a couple of times during our professional uh, during our professional games at the stadium. Um, really? Yeah, because the stadium has. Uh, sh basically sheltered a few of the stray dogs um, and then okay. they multiply. So there's like <laughs> families of dogs that are just always in the periphery of our, of our yeah. you know, of our 11 aside stadium field. And so at any point in time, if you want to enter, what you're going to do in between the game, you just pause it, yeah. what, what else? There's no choice, yeah. And you know what, Brian, I, I know you would think that there would be far more incidences of, you know, mm -hmm. these animal just end but for the most part most of the fiber side pitches that we've engaged they're all barricaded they're all netted mm, right so okay. we've kept <laughs> we've managed to keep the, yeah, the animals out, out a little by bit. yeah i think yeah. The, the bigger grounds of course have you seen more uh of the of the of the recreational areas being developed throughout the country or is that you know located in specifically like bangalore is bangalore doing a, a good job or is it kind of Infrastructure-wise for sport? Yeah, for infrastructure for sport, yes. Yeah. I would say that overall, like, if you look at the, the size of India, it's it's really sad to oh, see the lack massive. of infrastructure, right? Mm -hmm. um, having said that, I would say Bangalore is okay. And when I say, okay, we're really settling for very substandard infrastructure. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the rest of the country, I would say Bangalore is okay. Uh, we've really struggled in Mumbai to find infrastructure because space mm. is su at such a premium in Mumbai, right? Uh, right? The highest in the country. So uh, we've, I mean, and of the barriers that we have encountered, infrastructure has by far been the biggest one. Mm. So if you don't have the Makes spaces, sense. like where where are we going to go to train train the women? So yeah, infrastructure has been a huge issue for us in terms of ex expanding uh, our sessions. I think what? to answer your question, though, yeah. Brian, um, there are parts of the country that definitely um, are investing a little bit more in smaller facilities. So not 11-a-side football uh, grounds, but more 5-a-side pitches. Mm. Um, for example, I grew up in Delhi. Um, and when I was growing up there, there must have been just two, three fields where we used to go and train. Um, whereas now... The outskirts of Delhi, especially Gurgaon area, um, has a lot more fiberside grounds that have come up where people have the option to play recreationally. Um, and that is, in fact, um, Gurgaon might be our next um, our next stop, Sisters in Sweat. And that's a great transition is what is next yeah. for Sisters in Sweat? Well, um, like Tanvi was just mentioning, Gurgaon, as a in terms of city expansions, that's the next city we would like to go go to. Where at in the country is that for for Delhi. us that are geographically challenged? That would be North India, so okay, the North capital India. city. Um, the neighboring it's cities, a, I mean, state okay. is Haryana, and I think Gurgaon is located in Haryana. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tanvi. Sorry, my geography in India is also. Uh, <laughs> we got a good. We got a good. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be uh, the next steps as far as city expansions are concerned or city expansion is concerned. Uh, but within the two cities that we're already operating in, um, we still want to sort of um, do more sessions. Um, when I say um, 
Gurgaon is the next city or location that we will go to. That is the very next one. But uh, the plan is to obviously go to more cities as the months roll on. Uh, we want to do much larger scale events because while we have grown beautifully in Bangalore organically through word of mouth, we understand that when we go to different cities or new cities, uh, there has to be a little bit of a marketing effort. And mm. from our perspective, or one of the market marketing efforts that we would like to engage in is creating these large-scale large, large scale events, uh, wellness-based events, where people can come, get to know about us a little bit, and then hopefully join our sessions. Um, the other thing in terms of next steps is partnerships. Uh, obviously, now we've grown to a size where brands want to associate with us, teams want to associate with us, um, uh, because they see the work that we're doing at the grassroots level as well. So I think 2024 is going to be a very exciting and interesting year for Sisters and Sweat. Not that every other year hasn't been, but I think 2024 is going to be a pretty big leap for us in terms of expanding okay. the team as well. So each of you, I want 30 seconds on how you would encourage women in this space. How would it be something that you could say? What is something you could say in 30 seconds that yep. um, would be encouraging to, to a female in this yep. kind of space? It, it, getting into being into athletics or being into fitness if right. they've never done it before. Yeah, for me, I would say so, that, you know, sorry, go ahead. Shreds, go ahead. I'll have more time to think then. <laughs> I thought you might want it because I shoot from the hip. Um, no, I would say that, you know, sport really has a transformative power. Um, I think uh, Tanvi and me have taken it for granted because it's always been part of our life. But we have seen living proof of women who have introduced sport or got back into sport a little later on or... Um, and, and it has been so transformative in their both professional and personal lives. Um, you know, with Sisters in Sweat, it's a completely non-intimidating, inviting and encouraging space where you can meet your uh, friend circle network as well and just have a good laugh. So don't uh, think twice about giving it a try uh, because we know that once you give it a try, you will be hooked. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's great. All right, now you've had time to think <laughs> and, uh, okay. and and give us the expert expertise on this. Um, to be very honest, Brian, I think Shreds pretty much covered it. Um, but she did, she covered it. But um, I had this one thing that I always say to women who've not yet become a part of our community and are still hesitant to enter the sports field. Um, I say one thing to them that just because of the way they're feeling in that moment, the hesitance, they are our target market, literally, that makes them our target market. And if they come for one session of us, it is designed for them. And they will come back again um, because they will see sport from the angle of enjoyment. And I think that is, that is really the, and that will actually help drive all the other issues that they have sort of out the window um once they just come and experience it with a group of women just like them who at one point also were hesitant but then they've all come together and they're having a good time on the sports field and yeah it's just it just breaks barriers um yeah. you know at all levels 
Yeah, the way Man, we you... see it, Brian, is this that sport is just a tool, right? It's just a tool Absolutely. for us to achieve everything else. Um, so that's how we view it. And, and, and people want to feel community more now than ever, especially after what we went through, yeah. you know, a couple of years ago with the craziness, you know, right. community becomes such a huge piece that people just want to be around others and, and have yeah. fun and sport. I mean, what a better way to, uh, to do that where you're getting some exercise, you're feeling good about stuff yeah. and you get to be around some amazing people just like you two sisters in sweat. It's in India. It's not in the United States yet. We'll keep yet. The, the yet part. Yeah. Um, That's right. But uh, what an incredible group. If you want to be encouraged, you know, uh, look into it, uh, check it out. It's, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, so, so exciting. So thankful to have both of you on and you listen to just a cup on believe every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe I'm Brian Fetzer. That will end our time with just a cup. Thanks, Brian. Thanks.